Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And today, obviously, this is where Brandon is going to be absolutely in his element. You're just going to see him, if you are watching the video, grin from ear to ear, because this is something he absolutely loves, guys. Today, we're going to cover how to start with play-to-earn games and make it passive. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, do you just want to take the floor? The floor, the yeah. mic, the, the video, let's go. Let's do it. So I I love play to earn games. I actually started, I'm a big gamer. I um, It's funny because I started making money from gaming back in World of Warcraft days where I would literally, I had like three computer monitors, right? Like in front of me, I had software that was leveling the accounts, playing the game for me uh, because I've, I started playing many moons ago and I loved playing, but got burnt out and just was still wanted to be a part of that. So just because I had friends that were in the game and I didn't want to you know, lose touch with them. So I started botting and using software to play my character, farm gold for me, which is um, virtual currency in a sense. Oh, it is a virtual currency, um, in-game currency. And so from there, I would take that gold and I would sell it and I would sell the accounts and I'd make money that way. And I thought that was really cool, but obviously there were some risks involved, like that wasn't against the rules of the game. So you could get your account shut down. And I've had at some point, I think I had 20 accounts um, playing all at the same time. And one day they all just got shut down. And that really sucked because, um, well, I spent all that money to, in time, uh, leveling those accounts. I mean, I didn't spend the time, but the, the days it took to level those accounts were wasted because I got to a certain point and they, they banned them all. And so that really sucked. But recently, not recently, maybe in the last two, three years, the rise of play to earn games through crypto has started taking shape. And there has been very basic games that have come out with auto battlers and that sort of thing. But uh, recently a game went from an auto battler to more of a turn-based kind of Pokemon style game. And um, I started playing that game, made like maybe $200 in a month. And I was like, I mean, that's pretty cool. But I mean, it, one, it wasn't a game I was super into because it wasn't really that fun for me, me personally, because I'm just not into those types of games. But it was really my first experience with uh, a play to earn game. And so I thought that, you know, I could really make a decent amount if I, you know, grinded, uh, the levels, not grinded like the, the levels, but grinded the leaderboard and because it was against other players, but I, I just didn't have the patience or the time or the skill for those types of games. So what I ended up doing is started a scholarship program. And so it's essentially a scholarship program is essentially hiring VAs, um, to play our, game assets for us. And so with a game like Axie Infinity, they have uh, ways where you can lend out your gaming assets to other players and those players can play them and earn uh, an income from it. And so 
I thought that was really cool. And th there's other games that do that within the blockchain. I think Splinterlands has a another card game that is more like uh, Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or anything like that, where uh, you can rent out your card set of players. Here, we're renting out our in-game assets that are NFTs to other players, and we're splitting the profits. And so that was kind of my first um, blockchain game that I really got into. And from there, we ended up getting, I think we have at, at one, about a, four months ago, five months ago, we had about 100 uh, players playing for us playing a game and then we started teaching other people how to do the same thing we were doing and so we had a pretty a large uh amount we we taught like 110 managers i would be considered a manager and we who were helping thousands of players play this game which was pretty cool to say the least because not thousand probably like 800 and so being able to one them, these people, players supplement their income by playing a game, but two, teaching people how to do the same thing we were doing. And now we were kind of getting the best of both worlds. We were teaching people how to make money. And then we we're actually empowering people to make money from a video game. There's a lot to that, isn't it? There's, there's quite a lot going on and stuff like that. But why do you think play to earn games are on the rise and becoming more and more attractive? Like, like, because obviously you can then get, then get that crypto that you've just earned. So it's, I think it's SLP, isn't it? Um, that you earn yep. in Axie Infinity, and then from there, obviously you can trade it back off to see to like US USD or like go back into normal currency. Like, why do you think they're so like becoming so popular? Why why would someone get into that? So for me, it's and then kind of the marketing behind it is the players own the assets instead of the, the developers. So they're giving back kind of the assets that they earned to the players for investing their time in their game. And so like, for instance, when I played World of Warcraft for, I mean, I, I mean, I still, I play every uh, new expansion. So when the new expansion comes out, I'll play for a month, I'll be offline for a whole month and I'll go hard in the paint in that game. But uh, I usually do that with every expansion but it takes up a lot of time. Like, especially if you want to play at a high level, you're really invested in the, uh, the character itself and the, the gear that you got and at any point that could be taken away. And so that's, I mean, when I was botting, for instance, obviously that was against the terms of service and just like any, uh, game, like if you're botting Axie infinity, it's against their terms of service. But now like, with World of Warcraft, you, it was against the rules to sell your account to someone else on a third-party site because it went against their terms of service. You don't own, actually own the property that is uh, in their game. They own the property. So you are really just renting uh, from them. And so I thought that the appeal to play-to-earn games was anything that you acquire in game you actually own so and it's funny because diablo 2 i think they started doing this with real world money trading where you could sell a an item that you like an epic item on the marketplace for real life money but they quickly turned that away because i think a lot of um countries wouldn't allow it. I was talking to a guy uh, the other day who was making like two grand a month just by flipping uh in-game assets 
essentially he would get uh, play these games, do like boosts or uh, gold farm, and then sell them on third party sites. Kind of what I was doing when I was in high school many moons ago. And so now with play to earn games, you actually own those assets and you can sell them to other players or trade them or uh, rent them out and earn ongoing cash flow from it. So uh, I think that's why it's appealing is because you feel that you, or you feel that you own the assets, but I mean, if the company goes belly up, then obviously it's worth zero, but that's just like any, uh, any game, right? So if you are playing world of Warcraft and they decide to nerf your class or decide to kind of sell, I guess, well, they're selling their game to, to Google. So Google or Microsoft is buying um, Activision Blizzard. So um, if they decide to just shut down World of Warcraft, then you're, all that time invested is gone. So just like anything um, like in a play to earn space, like if they shut down or if Blizzard shuts down, then you no longer own those assets. So I, I think it's a great way to supplement your income by playing a side hobby that you like, or in my case, turning it into a full-time thing where we have a hundred players playing this game and earning us money where we can then, like you said, take it and buy uh, long-term like Bitcoin or Ethereum, or just turn it in for uh, our native uh, government currency, like uh, the pound, the, the Euro or the dollar. So, so it's more attractive obviously because you online for instance obviously i used to play quite a lot of fifa which is obviously the the foot the, the soccer game um, and i used to love it i'd spend hours on it um, and obviously you got nothing in return right absolutely nothing and um, but it was fun and um, so at least now obviously people who like gaming and if they like to get stuck into games they can now actually um in a wage to a degree and um, depending on how much you play like for instance someone who's doing it on their own um, who's putting their own time in and they haven't done the outsourcing, which is very similar to the leverage we were talking about in the last episode, right? And um, which shows that, that links very nicely together. And um, so, if you haven't caught the leverage uh, of how to make a business work for you, definitely go back to the last episode. And um, so, for someone who starts out, and say for instance, let's go with Axie Infinity because obviously it's one of your faves. Um, how much could they earn just doing it themselves? So, I think at the peak of the market, I was making like $200 every, like probably a week. Um, How much time are you so, uh, Probably a couple hours a day. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a lot. I mean, it, uh, it was, so it depends on your, obviously your lifestyle and where you live. So, at the peak of the market, so we, most of the players are from the Philippines. And so uh, their cost of living is very, very low. And so a lot of players were in the Axie uh, community were Filipinos and they loved the game. They were making like way more than their, their currency at home and their kind of their local government wasn't really supporting uh, kind of just the, the community. They, I don't know if this is true and this is just hearsay, but they're saying their government's very corrupt and blah, blah, blah. The local wages are very low. So they weren't making that much money. 
and people turn to access. Yeah, so you might infinity. get possibilities podcast shut down. What was that? <laughs> so oh, be careful, you might get the podcast shut down. <laughs> but the, the like, Asian com- countries come and knock it. No, no, no. <laughs> and I said it's just hearsay. I don't know if that's true. So um, do your own <laughs> research. But um, they were making more money from a video game than what they could uh, working a livable wage in their local area. And so like we were getting, we had all sorts of like, thank you so much, be money for giving us this opportunity. I've been able to uh, pay for the medicine for my mom that she needed. We needed to get her, we got our first computer. I was able to buy my first motorcycle so I can go to town and pick up groceries instead of walking three miles every day, you know, all these different things. So it was really, really cool to get that feedback. Um, so I would say if you are someone who is playing a game and you're investing your own time, uh, it depends on where you live. So like I, me playing personally one-on-one, it wouldn't be advantageous for me to do it because one, my time versus the, the money I'd be making is not great, but being able to leverage the assets, um, and teaching people, we've had people that have now like 20 uh, players at the peak of the market and was paying for their whole rent, uh, was paying for their car, um, you know, all sorts of different things. And it was really cool because we're, and what was even cooler is it was scalable because you could just continuously buy these in-game assets, let players play them. And there's like billions of people in the world and, um, and millions of people in, uh, the Filipino or in the Philippines. And so each of these players could, and obviously you just ask them like, Hey, do you have a friend who who would play Axie Infinity? Yeah. Friend. And they would invite them to the server. And so you could continuously add new assets and new players, uh, give new players, new assets, and at some, at the peak of the market, I think we're making like a quarter of a million a year, um, just from this game. So, I mean, it was, it was at the peak of the market. It was, I mean, this was, like I said, five months ago, but it was really, really, um, a great way to make money. So two things there, you said obviously at the start, um, when you put your own time in, you, obviously you can't you can't blitz it anymore. Like obviously, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you've got a hell of a lot of spare time compared to the normal guy. But you said a couple of hours a day, two hundred quid or two hundred dollars a week. Um, that actually turns out fourteen dollars an hour for those two hours that you put in, roughly. So yeah, in theory, in someone who goes and do you know what? I, I'll start this. I'll get there, and obviously, I'll start this whole in-game experience. And fourteen dollars an hour is actually still more than some some wages out there isn't there obviously even in america yeah it but there's a cap so like you can only like you couldn't do like 10 hour days it was like you could spend up up to a certain amount of energy uh for that day and then you wouldn't earn any more so it was like there was a, a hard cap to the earning potential and so that's where the scalability comes in, where you have other people um, and the leverage okay. comes in. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, then again, I mean, if you have enough games where you can cycle through the different games or um, which is not allowed, but having multiple devices and you play multiple devices um, or on different wallets, uh, I mean, it's possible that you can do that, but then you have to think of, you know, is, is it really worth your time? And you, I mean, that's just a personal question. So is $14 an hour going to be able to pay 
for your, your life in essence? And the answer is probably going to be no, which is absolutely fine. But nine times out of ten, effectively, like it, this is just another business. This is just another income stream. You have to start and you have to put your own miles in, don't you? Obviously, yeah. so you learn the system, you learn everything. So getting that to that point of view, like even like $200 a week, obviously based on two hours a day, like that's still what, $800? That's basically someone's, basically someone's rent, isn't it? I'm assuming, depending on your area. Um, yeah, no, probably not here in the United States, but uh, yeah, in, in the Filipino countries, definitely they were they were they made they did really well. So the interesting bit, and obviously this is where obviously the passive buddies podcast come into play in the bottom bottom passive income, um, the leverage bit. So how like talk me through a high level part of the process, like how do you get it from you to you doing it and using it to getting those people to play it for you. Yeah. So when we were, when I was first starting, I, um, I didn't know about any kind of, um, scholarship program. And so, and a scholarship program is kind of like, like just in college, like you, someone gives you a, the money to go to college and it's or partial of your college, um, I mean, we didn't go to college, but uh, to pay for the actual college admission and all the classes and all that. Here, we're essentially giving a in-game assets so that they can use to earn money and they don't have to spend any of their own money. So it's kind of like there, if I were to describe it, be more like I'm giving someone a house to live in and any money that they make in that house uh, through their own business, I take a cut. They don't have to pay for anything. They just need to put in the time and the work and any work that they do, I take a, a percentage of it. And so from there, we uh, started a Discord channel and uh, called Profitable Gaming and Profitable Gaming Guild and started uh, talking to people in other um, Discord servers being like, hey, uh, are you looking for a scholarship? Because yeah. there'd be, we'd be like an Axe Infinity Discord and then obviously post on YouTube, Hey, we have scholarships. And then people would obviously search for those terms like scholarship Axie infinity, see my video, join our discord. And so I think at one point we had, I think we still have like a thousand 1200 players in there that are looking for scholarships. And we have new people that join every day. And then uh, we started our management, not our management, but our um, course and people in our course could come to our Discord and see who was a, um, a person that wanted to be in a scholarship or versus someone who already had scholarships. And so we just kind of became a, like a little hub for people looking for scholarships. And we had managers that were there. So I'd be considered a manager and we had a good mix. So managers were there to learn how we did things, how to set up their discord, how to get started in Axie infinity, how to get uh, players to play your assets and how to set that up and how to secure those assets. And then the other side of it was the players would invite their friends. We had things and challenges that were within the uh, discord, little uh, games within the discord to keep them uh, in the discord playing. So, uh, from there, we just kind of just merged the two. We started actually managing other people's in-game assets. So if a manager, say, had 20 scholars, 
Um, and then this is them leveraging me, right? So, so but then I'll t in, in a reverse, it's me leveraging them too. So in a sense, we would take their, um, their wallet and we'd manage their teams for them. So I was kind of like a property manager for their assets, but then I was making money because I didn't have to buy their assets. I just had to manage them and the, had the players play. So it was kind of a, a win, win, win for everyone. When that's how you should go into business with mindset as a win, win, win. And so from there, we just uh, continuously uh, reinvested our uh, money. We take a portion of it and buy new axes, uh, take a portion of it and reinvest it into other games, and then another portion and buy and hold long-term assets. And so that's kind of how we uh, set up our kind of profitable gaming guild. And that's kind of one stream of income now that we use to build out our crypto portfolios. Okay. So it's basically, it's get your feet wet, learn how to do it, then get outsourced, get outsourced, get into like, can, can people still join that sort of basically management learning course? Yeah, we still, still I mean, an option, yeah. Yeah, we still have um, that course. And then we also have our inner circle where uh, pretty much all of our training that we've done from real estate investing, the remote investor into the metaverse, which is just like our onboarding for crypto and then Axie profits, which is what we just discussed. Uh, that's going to be part of our inner circle where people can join and they get all those and ongoing training uh, by weekly mastermind master classes in a sense, like we'll be going over how to set up your own NFT minting site and sell uh, NFTs for businesses. So all sorts of fun things. So yeah, they can still uh, definitely check that out. It's okay. Now, obviously, I don't think the intention was to plug this, but it's very, very relevant. Where can they go and find about your inner circle? Where's the best place? Um, well, we, we talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, so definitely check that out, but, um, we are doing market research, so we don't have a, um, a landing page or anything like that. But if you want to start getting into crypto, we do have an upsell for Axie profits. So boringpassiveincome.com would be our uh, $9 offer on how to get into crypto. Uh, we do have an NFT uh, flipping guide there also that you can get. And then the upsell is Axie Profits, where you can learn how to get into Axie Infinity. Um, or if you ping me on Facebook, um, then I could talk, talk with you and see what you're looking out of an inner circle and go from there. Nice. Okay. Perfect. Well, in that case, I think obviously I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, and I think obviously we'll leave that one there. Um, have oh, you got I any think, final thoughts? Yeah, there, there's, there's going to be a lot more games that are coming out. Don't just think that Axe Infinity, if you're not into like trading card games in a sense, there's going to be a lot of other big games coming out with AAA uh, developers that are insane. Um, I mean, we, we have nodes that support an ecosystem for Gala games. Big time is uh, a game that is kind of like, I would say world of Warcraft, maybe like not Skyrim, but um, an MMO. So a massive multiplayer online game where you can earn NFTs and sell them on the marketplace. And there's a lot of different games. So definitely do your own research on the types of games. Uh, like I to kind of plug our, 
to plug our inner circle again, but I mean, we, we go through all the different games that we're into. So DeFi kingdoms, um, is another game. So definitely check out the games because if you're a gamer, then there's a lot of opportunity. I think that, uh, player and games are going to be the thing that, uh, drive mass adoption because people love gaming. Pretty fantastic. Um, so as I said, guys, I'll leave the show notes in for Born and Passive Income. Obviously, as usual, the, the Passive Buddies Facebook group. And yeah, I'll probably leave, especially for this one, a link to Brandon's profile. And so you can go in and have a chat to him, get some market research done, find out what's your best best way into the play to win space. So guys, that is the end of this episode. Hope you've got like tons of value and I will see you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there's a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.